Hello, everyone. Welcome to Bringing Virtual Care Home. My name is Tina Nall. I'm the Chief Clinical Officer at Anelto, and I'll be your host today. Today, my guest is Vina Somaretti, who is the CEO of Neuro Rehab VR. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about um, using virtual reality to rehab neuro patients in their homes. So, welcome, Vina. Thank you for agreeing to be my guest. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, good. Well, let's start by having you tell the audience a little bit about your background and how you landed at Neuro Rehab VR. Sure. Thank you for that question. Uh, so my background, uh, I have a background in computer science, game design development. So I was really into virtual reality technologies since about 10 years ago, since 2012. So I've worked with like the older headsets that came out long ago, like the DK1s, DK2s with Oculus. And I've been a VR developer for a long time. With this company, we, you know, I stumbled upon this person who had a clinic and really wanted to add virtual reality to the patients at his clinics because his son had a brain injury and he had done a lot of research on how VR can really help with rehabilitation, get back that limb function, form that neuroplasticity for patients that need it after a stroke or a brain injury. And that's how my pathway started. So I just started with working with the clinic and uh, creating virtual reality therapy applications for the patients and the therapists. And, and they gave me a lot of feedback and how uh, as we built this product and that's pretty much how we started and uh, took off. And we saw that with patients with that brain injuries, spinal cord injuries, Parkinson's, MS, as they put on the headset, they're you know immersed in this virtual world. They're much more engaged, they're much more motivated. They're really having fun while doing their therapy and that's helping them form those neural pathways that they need to bring back that limb function that they might have lost or those cognitive functions that they might have lost because of that incident. So can you describe for us what, um, from a patient experience, mm -hmm. what kind of virtual reality is presented to the patient that they're interacting in um, with mm -hmm. headset on? Yeah, definitely. I can give you a couple of scenarios. One of them is actually a grocery uh, store where you're going grocery shopping uh, within a virtual world and you're picking up items off the shelf, putting it into your cart. We really have that ambience of you being in the store with the music and people talking uh, you know, behind you asking for, where, where can I find the ketchup in the fourth aisle? So we really try to simulate an everyday living scenario. And, but as well, they're working on, you know, uh, picking up, you know, extension, flexion, and doing all of those functional movements that they really need to go grocery shopping on their own. And we also have cognitive elements that we add into it. We give you a grocery shopping list, and you can only pick up items that are on that list. And as you progress within the environments, we have about difficulty levels. So the items might be much further away from you and you have to like bend down, pick it up. So you're actually working on all of those things that might be scary for you to do in an actual grocery store setting, especially after a stroke or a brain, brain injury incident. You can uh, go through all of that in a safe environment inside virtual reality, become familiar with those movements and build that muscle memory and then probably go into an actually grocery store. And this has happened to us. We've had patients come back and tell us, you know, for the first time after the stroke incident, they're able to go into a grocery store and actually be okay with it, uh, with the with the noise, with the ambience, with the sounds, the haptic feedback, all of that, because it's a lot, it's a lot of stimuli for some patients who might have, you know, gone through these injuries. So it's it's amazing to 
see that you're actually providing that real world uh, benefit for them. Yeah. So, um, so that was an excellent description of the patient experience. How does the clinician who's needing to monitor progress on that patient know that that patient is uh, progressing using this Mm -hmm. technology? That is a really good question, and that's the other benefits of using virtual reality. We also provide a tablet along with the virtual reality headset so that the therapist has full control on that patient experience, which is really important, obviously, for patients who've had, you know, uh, maybe have cognitive decline or, uh, or you know, have a brain injury and are not able to actually express all of their thoughts and emotions. So the therapist can see exactly what's happening in the virtual reality inside the headset. They can control the intensity of training. They can make it easier. They can make it harder depending on how the functional response of that patient is. And we can also track data automatically, like range of motion, movement data, because the controllers and the headset have uh, you know, sensors that can track your movement. So we can give you a quantitative data on that patient progress. And if you know if they're not if it's not going well, they can always take off the headset, but the therapist can launch apps. They can also see exactly what's happening and then, you know, look at the data portal on how the patient is doing. Wow. So does that mean that the clinicians schedule appointments with these patients mm-hmm. to, to accompany them in the virtual reality episode? Uh, it could be both ways. So right now you can use it in the clinical setting in a senior care center or inside a health system. We can have just as, you know, uh, patients go through a normal therapy session, they can uh, usually augment about 20 to 25 minutes of that with VR so that the therapist and the patient are there. But it can also be in, used in a home setting where the therapist is at their home, but then working with the patients at their home too with our video conferencing tool and the other features that we have added into the headset. And the therapist can also see the data analytics in the portal on their web browser. So it could be used in either or setting. So, um, just to be clear, so the clinician can be out of the patient's home with the patient in the home and the therapist mm-hmm. still guides the patient um, using a web browser. Is that correct? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Excellent. Okay. Um, so what kinds of challenges have you guys had to face to get mm-hmm. um, this uh, solution to take hold? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, as something that's new and novel, like virtual reality, it's we are trying to disrupt the market from the norm that it's used to. So there's obviously a lot of challenges. I can touch upon a couple of them. One is when we started to build these applications, we realized that each patient, like somebody who's had a stroke or a brain injury or somebody who's an athlete with uh, a spinal cord injury, each of them had such varying functional levels and such varying diagnosis that the app that I first built did not work for them. It only worked for me as an able-bodied person. So this is a, a you know, like a lesson that that we really learned very early on. So we had to be able to have these virtual environments be customizable according to that patient's functional level and exactly where they're at in their journey. So right now we have built a whole library of therapy exercises and gamified exercises that can be very minutely customized to that patient's personal experience and their therapy goals which was something that we had to come across in the beginning and then we realized that you know giving them this tool is not you know adding more 
to their therapy, it's actually easing them and making their uh, life more efficient, their therapy more efficient. So we created a certification program recently so that when they put effort, in, effort and time into learning our system, they can also get CEO credits, continued education units for the work that, that they're putting in. And we have seen that us doing that has really helped the therapist pick up the device, use it a lot more than they used to previously. They feel that sense of ownership on that virtual ID headset and they feel very competent with it, which has really helped with that retention and making sure that they're giving the best experience for the patients, but also feel uh, not intimidated by newer technology. Yeah. So, so the hardware itself, the headset itself, do um, the providers deploy that or is it shipped to the patient's home? How do they mm -hmm. get the equipment and then how do they become comfortable applying it? Sure. So right now we uh, package both the hardware and the software and we send it to the providers. They're the ones who help the patients uh, put on the headset. So right now it's a very easy process. We, uh, you know, they receive our kit and they have all the instructions that they would need and we set up uh, training and onboarding as soon as they receive the headset. We show them exactly how to switch it on, put it on a patient. It's pretty easy. You take the headset, put it on the patient, launch an application. We have made it as easy as that and, uh, and, and you know, work on their therapy. So uh, it's a very streamlined process. Wow. And so about how long is the um, episode of a patient receiving mm -hmm. that type of therapy? Yeah, that's a really good question. We have gone back and forth depending on what's the right amount and dosage of that therapy session with VR. Uh, we have come to the conclusion with many studies and uh, how our therapists are actually clinicians are using it in different health systems is uh, about 20 to 25 minutes is a good dosage, in, especially if they have about one hour of therapy, 20 to 25 minutes of virtual reality therapy is really good. Uh, in inpatient settings, when the you know, patients have go, have to go through about three hours of therapy from PT to OT to speech therapy, about 20 minutes each with uh, each of those therapists would be a really good amount of dosage. Sometimes you've had very enthusiastic patients that have been in it for more than 40 minutes and they don't want to let go, which is really, really great because they see that they see that difference in outcomes in just in one session mm -hmm. and they and they want to like keep that accelerated recovery uh, process going and we have some enthusiastic patients who have done 40 minutes too. Yeah. So for 25 to 40 minutes um, mm -hmm. in a day, and then how frequently? Sure. It, uh, right now it would be about, about three times to four times a week oh, would okay. be the right dosage. Yeah. And for how many weeks? Uh, it depends on the clinical setting they're in. If it's outpatient rehab, we have seen about three to four weeks to six weeks. Uh, we've seen uh, in inpatient rehab, we've seen outcomes within just five days. Also, so it varies depending on that uh, clinical setting. And we've definitely seen like amazing outcomes from five days to three months. Yeah. Okay. Of, so uh, therapy. Yeah. So your solution can be used in, in traditional clinical settings and mm -hmm. can be used by the patient at home or in outpatient settings. That that's wonderful. Because um, mm -hmm. that helps Definitely. to overcome the social determinant of health related to access to care. So if somebody's challenged from a transportation standpoint, and I imagine much of this patient mm -hmm. population is unless they've got a, a caregiver a that, yeah, that is available. Wow, that's really exciting. So, um, mm -hmm. Vina, what do you see as your next milestones that you want to accomplish at um, Neuro Rehab VR? 
Yeah, definitely. Thank you for that question. You know, we, we've come a long way. Uh, we've been able to bring a FDA registered medical device into market, uh, provide data analytics on how the patients are doing. We've been able to expand into health systems and the, and the VA and other areas and private clinics and senior care settings. And we came out with our the first company that came out with a certification program for PTs and OTs and rec therapists. So they can be uh, you know, professionally certified, which are both certified by the AOT and the APTA. And we want to continue that process of educating clinicians everywhere about the benefits of VR and how that they can, you know, health system can decrease cost, reduce the admissions, and then with therapists itself, increase that patient experience and make their time more efficient. And we're definitely working on scaling all of that uh, right now. And then uh, charting a you know, con that continuum of care from inpatient to outpatient to home therapy being part of that process from the beginning to the end for our uh, patients. So our future goal is to be integrated into that continuum of care for patients. Wow, that is, that's excellent. So your targeted market would be um, providers that um, have patients who need that type of therapy, or do you sell mm -hmm. directly to the therapy um, companies? Both. We uh, sell mostly to uh, hospitals and private clinics and senior care centers that uh, have patients that they see from neuro to orthopedics to geriatrics to pediatrics. So the population itself is pretty broad and they can, uh, the therapist can use it to provide therapy to the patients. Wow. Very cool. So what do you see as the um, future for this therapy um, mm -hmm. once you have it scaled? Right. Our goal and mission has always been to give access to care to everybody who really needs it, bring down the cost of therapy, make it more efficient, bring it to that 21st century where, you know, the number of clinicians are always going down, but the number of people and number of people who are 65 and older is growing faster than the U.S. population. So we really, we really need a way to, one, give equity, access to care, and make uh, the cost of, you know, care much less than it is right now. And that's always been our mission. And we've always will strive towards that. And hopefully at some point, what we would like is this type of therapy to become the standard of care for everyone, because we've obviously shown the benefits and the outcomes right now and hoping, uh, you know, CMS and Medicare will pick it up and be able to like in the future also support us in this process. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you mentioned some of the different populations. Um, I had stroke, brain injury, spinal cord injury. Um, mm -hmm. One of my thoughts is, is there any exclusion criteria for patients mm -hmm. who wouldn't um, be appropriate? That's a really good question. We do not let patients who might have had a lot of motion sickness use our devices. And if they have history of seizures, especially triggered by vision, and if they have, uh, and in it, that will happen in the last couple of years or two, three years ago, we do not let them uh, use the device because of uh, if, you know, seizures could be triggered by vision. Yeah. Still a really broad population mm -hmm. to benefit through this technology. Well, Definitely. Before we close today, is there anything else that you'd like the audience to know about your um, company or your technology? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Please uh, visit our website at neurorehabvr.com. We can do virtual demonstrations about our technology and see if this would be a good fit for your organizations. We are always happy to help, you know, uh, you know, pr provide, you know, 
help you get to your priorities and see how we can be part of your organization and help bring that uh, amazing patient experience to your patient population. Okay. And um, at this point in time, where do you have this um, solution deployed? We have a solution deployed uh, in health systems all across the U.S., like a uh, few places like, you know, Penn Medicine, Cedar sinai HM, they're all of our customers, and we have in multiple locations in the Veterans Administration, too. So those are, and then in a few private clinics. Very great. All right. Well, thank you so much again for being my guest today. And for all of you out there, I hope you'll join us again soon for another episode of Bringing Virtual Care Home. Have a great day. 